You're listening to the PlantX Podcast, the digital face of the plant-based community. Join us as we explore the inner workings of all things plant-based, from the products and lifestyles to the people behind them. Whether you follow a strict plant-based diet or just want to learn more, you're invited. Now welcome our host, the man who combined his love of e-commerce and the plant-based lifestyle to create PlantX, Sean Dollinger. Hey everyone, welcome to our 12th vodcast of PlantX vodcast. Uh, you know, this week was an, another incredible week at PlantX and we uh, went ahead and closed the finance that was announced earlier in the week and a Israel pension fund uh, was the ones who took the lead in the uh, placement, which was unbelievable, you know, to get an institution involved so early on in the Plant X uh, life cycle here to be able to help us grow and expand around the world. You know, again, we thank them very much. And obviously all the investors, shareholders, customers that uh, view uh, this show weekly, come on here and give us the feedback. And thanks again to everybody, you know, and Again, we go live here so people could give uh, their questions or feedback or anything that they want during the show. So please go ahead and make sure to to give that. We have a couple incredible guests on today. Uh, We've got Millie and Michael, uh, who you'll hear from in a bit and a bit of their background and all that. And, you know, the reason why we have them on today, we've announced plans for our expansion into Israel. And I think it's really important that we take two minutes just to go through what Plant X is all about. So people could understand the relationship between uh, the brick and mortar uh, presence and then, for example, our e-commerce. So don't get confused. Plant X is really about e-commerce at the end of the day, where you're everything, you know, your one-stop shop for everything plant-based. So if anybody is looking for plants, you know, food products, grocery, meal delivery, absolutely anything you could imagine, we're that one-stop shop. And then we use our brick and mortar locations in these different geographies to be able to offer distribution. Some of them we own corporately, for example, like Squamish, but then places like Hillcrest San Diego are there as franchises already right out of the gate. And that's really the model globally to be able to take the model that we've built and then franchise them out across the country. So in Israel, we've decided that the first location overseas should be corporate. And that's the reason why we spent the time to really focus on the leadership and when you meet Michael Bleacher today and Millie, you'll understand how important those choices were and why we made those choices. And then we go ahead, we launch plantex.co.il. And then not only do they act as a cafe, as a place to educate, but at the same time as a fulfillment for the country. So for us, we see it as extremely strategic and really excited about it. And the feedback has been absolutely tremendous. And, uh, you know, on that note, let's uh, bring Michael and Millie on. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hi, hey, Sean. Hey. Hi, Sean. We, al- we always love starting the show by asking, how do you guys take your coffee? So I take my coffee, usually depending on what kind of coffee it is. I'll take my coffee black if it's an espresso or a ristretto or, um, you know, something small and, and little that I'm just going to shoot back. But in the morning, I like to take my coffee with either some plant-based milk, full fat, of course, or some organic milk um, traditionally in the past. So really depends on the time of day and the type of coffee. Right. Cool. I drink my coffee black. We call it Turkish coffee. It has to come in this um, glass, small glass. It's very strong, very Israeli, and it just gives you just a pump straight ahead. You know, um, just straight off. 
it's late over there. You're going to be up the whole night with that, no? I know, but it's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Great. Lots of work ahead, so we'll need a lot of it. So, um, no, welcome to the show, guys. And uh, before uh, we jump into any questions or anything that we want to discuss here, maybe a little bit of background on yourself so uh, the viewers could understand uh, how strategic it is that we're working together. Well, should I? I'm going to start. I'm Israeli. I was born and raised in Israel. After the military service, kind of like all Israelis, I went traveling and I came back uh, back home to Tel Aviv, which is the best place in the world for me. It's the best food, it's the best weather, it's the best city, so vibrant, so alive, uh, the attitude. And yeah, uh, when I heard about this platform, when I uh, saw you creating it, it's just amazing um, to bring it here to Israel, to make it all accessible, this one-stop shop for everything plant-based. I think uh, Tel Aviv is a perfect place to have the brick-and-mortar location. And in general, the whole e-commerce operation uh, to bring it to Israel, to make it more accessible uh, for us Israelis. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. And Michael? So, um, you know, I'm from Canada, uh, from Montreal, uh, lived in, lived based in Montreal most of my life, but most of my business has been um, international. So um, mostly to do starting in my early career, I right out of university, moved to China, lived in Shanghai for a couple of years and ended up starting an organic snack food brand that was sold across Canada and the US. Um, basically uh, an organic popped apple chip that we did in a bunch of different flavors. It was a really cool business. Um, it was really cool to sort of understand the entire landscape of food industry at that point from manufacturing to distribution to sales to marketing and I took that and somehow ended up in the meat industry um, basically uh, working with beef manufacturers in Argentina Chile uh, Canada the United States bringing their um, high-end products grain-fed products into China so I've spent the past decade traveling back and forth between Canada Argentina and China um, basically bringing all of those products um, into the Chinese market uh, we've done online products direct to consumer over there we do um, wholesale products but somewhere along the way it sort of became clear to me that um, you know meat wasn't everything in the world and at the end of the day um, it was as you grow closer to these things you can see that meat doesn't necessarily offer a sustainable solution to our planet um, high inputs a lot of um, pollution at different levels so I myself have been going more towards a plant-based diet and plant-based products over the past number of years. And um, as I became more acquainted with this company, it seemed just um, just just amazing what you guys are doing, both in Canada, the United States, and your and your uh, desire for global expansion of this. So uh, I love the inclusiveness of this of this company. I love how I wasn't judged by my previous endeavors. And um, you know, as a Canadian Jew who went to parochial school my entire life and speaks Hebrew and has has a, always had a fond love for Israel. I spend about, I don't know, probably collectively three to six weeks a year there over the past decade. Um, this was just a an opportunity to take Plant X into the global spectrum, you know, fulfill one of my dreams of moving to Israel, Tel Aviv specifically, and um, it's just all coming together beautifully. Yeah, thanks for that. And obviously, we're extremely happy to have you on the team. You're going to be uh, essentially VP of global development, essentially with what you just uh, outlined here with your background. It helps us expand into countries across the globe. Obviously, Israel is going to be the first uh, one overseas that we're going after. And then Millie being VP of operations in Israel, right? So it really brings the whole team together. And then again, you know, on your background, that's how uh, we see it at Plantex. We want everybody to uh, 
try plant-based living, give it a shot, see what it is. And, you know, you just like myself, I, I used to, you know, really live a different lifestyle. And then this whole plant uh, movement is really what, you know, got me driven. It's what I've experienced over the last 10 years. So again, I could also see from both of your backgrounds, the rapid development already that you guys have put together. I was blown away by your presentation this past week on what you guys put together. So great job on that so far. I'm really looking forward to expanding to Israel and then obviously uh, throughout the world. And the reason why I think Israel is such an interesting market, I think in the presentation you guys put together, that it's known as the vegan capital of the world. Do you want to uh, maybe give some feedback on that? You know, Tel Aviv, um, you know, specifically, let's say, in, even in addition to Israel itself, is is known to have the, some of the highest proportion of vegans per capita anywhere in the world. Um, it sort of lends on the Israeli diet as it is, in the sense that their diet is very highly based on fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, their kibbutz breakfast is famous for having, you know, tons and tons of fresh fruits and vegetables, sometimes some cheeses as well. Um, but the Israeli diet let, sort of lends towards that. Part of it has to do with the fact that the state was born, um, you know, only 70 years ago. You had people coming from all all corners of the earth, Jews coming from all corners of the earth and rolling up their sleeves, starting in a very agrarian society. And, you know, when you have to feed an, an, a new nation, are you going to feed the animals, the, the, the grains and, the, and everything like that? Or are you going to feed the people? So it really um, sort of comes in the roots of the country to be a very plant-based society because of simple economics at the very, at the very heart of it. Um, the Israeli lunch, for example, very, very commonly is, let's say, a falafel. Falafel, by definition, is, is plant-based. There's there's just no meat in the entire sandwich, right? Or the plate, what have you. So that coupled to the fact that a lot of Israeli Jews um, practice kosher dietary laws, the fact that they can't eat milk or meat following eating one or the other, um, lends to the fact that people who don't even follow a plant-based diet exclusively end up choosing a plant-based option at their next meal because it, inter it doesn't interfere with their dietary laws that they follow on a day-to-day -day basis. So the demographics, the uh, the metrics that you can measure just based on, on, on you know, who eats what and, and where, it just makes sense to open in Israel where you can develop this microcosm within an already um, burgeoning economy for this type of product. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. Um, the Mediterranean diet has naturally vegan dishes, uh, like the famous hummus, the falafel. Uh, also, a lot of local dishes can be easily become vegan if you just take an egg out or the shakshuka, the famous shakshuka, you substitute the egg with tofu. It's very simple food. It's not complex. Uh, we use a lot of olive oil, not butter. So make a dish vegan is not very complicated. Also, we have this movement. It's called Vegan Friendly. Um, so they have this logo here in Tel Aviv and in Israel in general, so you can easily see a product and know it's vegan or a restaurant, you can, you can see the logo from far away and know it has uh, vegan dishes. It's very, very common and it's quite easy to be vegetarian here without even trying. We're not big um, meat eaters, we never had uh, meat uh, culture, kind of like Argentina, for example. Um, we were raised on milk, the land of milk and honey. But since milk is a really easy substitute, soy milk, al almond milk, oat, 
Um, it's not very uh, complicated to just eat um, plant-based. You know, uh, I was noticing even that Tnuva, the largest dairy in Israel, um, largest dairy by far, largest dairy company, is um, now the leader actually in offering plant-based milks, all the rice milks, the coconut milks, the almond milks, the soy milks, all the different things. So even the dairy providers traditionally are really getting into this space and seeing how it's 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 a huge and growing part of the economy. See a lot of value in it, yes. Yeah, well, when we see big companies like that getting into it, we know this is uh, something that's here to stay, that it's not just a, a fad or anything of that nature. And again, back to why we do this show, it's to uh, show our viewers, our investors, um, the people behind the press releases. You know, it's easy to put out a press release, but then being able to get a chance to meet people like yourselves, I think is really, really important. We have people that have uh, put trust in us, right, with their investments, et cetera. And then I love doing something like this. And then in six months from now, we go ahead and we do the show on site in Israel. You know, it shows the progress. And that's what we did out of Squamish, BC, where we have this uh, absolutely beautiful facility. And it'll lead into um, my next question for you guys. But before that, uh, please, anybody who has feedback, anybody who has questions, please post them. We get them live right here. And we want to make sure that when you guys are taking time out of your day to, to watch this, that we answer the questions that you have. And this week, we're doing a, something a little bit different. Instead of um, giving a plant away for anybody who participates, uh, these shirts are uh, CMO has been working on them, Alex Hoffman, for uh, probably two or three uh, months, and they just came in uh, from Australia, and they are um, fantastic, and this is what will be uh, brought throughout uh, all the stores, different variations of them. So for the next little bit, we want to make sure to send these out to uh, to people who uh, give us feedback. So it comes with, uh, with a, a great top, very light for uh, the warm weather. So um, thanks for putting that together. And um, you know how I just mentioned our stores have different experiences. So Squamish, it's, uh, you know, people could go ahead and watch our podcast from there and then we'll do one from Hillcrest, uh, San Diego, which is a, another uh, a amazing spot. Maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about the experience that's gonna take place in Israel. Because when I saw those renderings right away, it connected with me how it's all part of this experience. It's not just a brick and mortar spot. Yeah, Sean, the the this spot that we have located and that we're that we're in the process of securing in Israel is absolutely fantastic. It's bright, it's big, it's airy, um, it has huge windows, it has a beautiful rooftop terrace that we're gonna be able to host all kinds of events on to create that community similar to what you're doing in Squamish. Um, it is located just in the south of the city, um, which is uh the uh, very up and coming area that allows very easy access from most other parts of the city. Um, the store is going to obviously house the warehouse in the back of it. There's plenty of room for a, for a large warehouse that'll be able to handle the in and out for the entire country, at least at the beginning of uh, until we grow into another warehouse space. Um, and the storefront itself is going to be able to house, let's say, a little coffee shop in it, along with, with that will serve some prepared meals, along with products being beautifully merchandised with tons of natural light throughout the day. So um, we feel very fortunate, obviously, to be able to have found such a tremendous location that we hope to have as a draw to this part of the city that people will just want to come and spend time there, spend time with us, interact with us, interact with our brand, um, 
all the while purchasing our products. Yeah, that's great. And, you, you know, the, the whole idea, again, is to make people feel comfortable with this whole new movement, right? Like when Apple was taking market share away from Microsoft, it didn't start by selling, selling, selling. It brought people into a welcoming environment, educating them on a new operating system that they believe was the best of the best. And it's proven to be, you know, with what they've done. Same thing here. With so many people being new, we want them to really feel comfortable. We don't want them to change their lifestyle immediately. We want it to be exactly what you just said, a fun, exciting experience that they want to keep coming back. You know, Israel is so full of, of, of small uh, manufacturers, not necessarily just mom and pop, but you also have a bunch of little kibbutzes or moshavs and everybody makes, let's say on their kibbutz, a couple of specialty items. Someone might make an olive oil, someone might make a, a, a plant-based cheese, someone might make, you know, any any of the, of the above. But at the end of the day, getting those products all in one place is very difficult because most of the time you have to travel to that place, even within Israel, to get that. So in addition to, let's say all of the foreign brands that we plan to bring in to introduce Israelis to have more choice for all these products. Um, we also plan to bring up all the Israeli products into one place so that Israelis can interact with all these crafts from all over Israel in this one location, in this hub. So that's what we see is also tremendously exciting is, you know, bringing Israel to the Israelis. Mm-hmm. And just make it more accessible. For me, my partner is vegan and his children are vegan. So that makes me have to cook vegan and it's difficult. I have to go to this moshav to get this cheese and to this place to get some other stuff. And we are planning to put it all under one roof and also so they can taste, they can educate, they can have fun, they can have the whole, this whole experience and just make it easier. Makes a lot of sense in that term. You know, Tel Aviv is, is, is very vegan friendly, but you still need to go to this store to get this cheese, but to another store to get another product. So, yeah, just putting it all together in one spot. And what I think is cool is when you guys find these products, because there are going to be some incredible products that come out of Israel, we'll then be able to immediately through our platform, bring it to Canada, bring it to the U.S. The great thing about the industry we're in is that there's no real, you know, it's not fresh produce. It's not um, dairy. It's not meat, which are normally very hard, you know, to travel around the world. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those incredible products. And unfortunately, we're running a little short on time. So Millie, we do have a a question from one viewer asking, uh, when's the store going to be opening? We're planning on opening in the second quarter, I believe in 2021, in um, about March, right? Okay, fantastic. And then, um, you know, I guess, Michael, if you want to take this one, and then I'll take the, uh, the last one that came in. Uh, will the Israel store have U.S. and Canadian brands as well? The, Israel, the Israeli store will have U.S., Canadian, potentially European, um, and Israeli brands. So the, the, the Israeli store will, to answer the question directly, will definitely have U.S. and Canadian brands available to offer more choice to the Israeli consumer. Awesome. No, it's going to be, uh, I, I know it's going to be incredible and uh, really, really excited. The feedback I've already got, the word spreading around Israel even. I have people writing me how uh, how excited they are for this space. And uh, a viewer also wrote in asking if we're going to be listing on the TASE over there and uh, obviously the Tel Aviv uh, Stock Exchange. And, you know, we definitely want to, right? We, we want to be able to give exposure to every investor and shareholder around the world eventually by allowing them to be able to invest on the different exchanges that they have accessible. So, 
you know, uh, it's obviously a board decision, our CEO's decision to actually go ahead and put that application through and get it. But, you know, from what I've heard from the board and everybody, obviously we want to go ahead and give that exposure to everyone out there. So, um, you know, Michael, Millie, thank you so much for taking the time. I look forward to seeing you guys down in Israel, uh, hopefully at the uh, start of Q2 and uh, really looking forward to seeing what you guys create over there. Thank Thanks, you, Sean. Sean. We're looking forward to it too. Very Thanks. much. So um, yeah, this will be uh, the uh, last Plant X podcast of 2020. So we're um, actually going to take next week off and we'll be resuming January the 2nd, 2021. And from the whole Plantex family, we obviously wish you a very happy and healthy new year. And, you know, thanks again. What we've been able to accomplish in 2020 is really unheard of. From the acquisitions we've made to the closing of an $11.5 million finance, what that allows us to do is to just accelerate everything in 2021. We're extremely well-funded, absolutely no debt, doing some extremely strategic moves like you see here today. So again, from, uh, from all of us here, thanks again. Happy holidays. And until next time, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy. Cheers. So that's it for this episode of the PlantX podcast. Please check out investor.plantx.com to learn more. And we welcome you to join our thriving community. In the meantime, stay curious, stay planted, stay healthy.